You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get, except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash gamescoop for 10% off. Where am I looking? Back? There? I can't see <laughs> the monitor. Here? You're, you're looking at the one. Oh. Right there. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week here in the studio is Nick Lamone. I'm back, baby. And we're also joined by Sam Claiborne. Who's behind Nick there? That's, I will introduce <laughs> our, our very our, special our, guest. Our very special guest in just a moment. Justin Davis is also here. There's no words on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and thing sucks. Uh, we got a very special episode for you this week. While last week was the wonderful episode, this week is the Godzilla episode. It is Godzilla week here at IGN. Uh, so we have a Godzilla-themed episode this week. We're joined by uh, Shin Godzilla here, here in the studio, which I believe is Nick's <laughs> my, favorite. My personal favorite Godzilla, Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Made by, uh, not made by, but uh, directed by my homeboy Hideaki Anno of Evangelion fame. Oh, yeah. And just the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So we got that one. We got a little uh, 54 Godzilla down there in our in another the very good desk. Godzilla. So, yeah. So our contributed our contribution our contribution to Godzilla Week. We're going to run down every Godzilla game ever, and there's quite a few of them. A lot of them did not escape uh, Japan, much like Godzilla did for a long time. Uh, but there's some there's some very amusing titles in here and uh, games that some of these games you certainly have never heard of before. So that'll be really fun. But first. Real quick, I wanted to say I finally started Alan Wake 2. Ooh. And I'm still early. I'm Ooh. only a, a couple hours into it, but I had three observations I wanted to make. First of all, what a gorgeous game. At one of the best looking oh my games gosh. of the year. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's been, all, there's been a lot of talk about the Pacific Northwest setting and all the foliage and even like the, the sun shining through leaves and branches and everything. That's all great. Still not getting fully realistic interaction with the foliage. Like as you walked down a yeah. path in the woods, you're still basically just walking through, through the all, leaves. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like bursting mm-hmm. out of your way, but looks very, very nice. 
top ten um, title card. Oh, it's yeah. a great title card. There's like a little bit of a cold oh, open, yeah, and then you so get a big cool. title screen, and it's great. I yep. love that. And then also, mm -hmm. Sam, you're totally right. Even a, like an hour into it, I'm like, yeah, this lady is totally slipping out of her accent like all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like every third sentence. Um, did, did you get to walk around the town at all yet? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That I mean, you're like you go from the forest, which looks really great, and the town is like, what? This looks even better. It looks incredible. Yeah. Like the lighting is really, really it's great. It's funny. Video game stuff of like, you know, if someone doesn't work in the video game industry, they don't understand how it's like you can make the world's most photorealistic tree, but it's like have a character put like a bow and arrow on their back, literally impossible to do <laughs> clipping through, clipping through their yeah. clothes and shoulder and arm. Can't do it. Yeah. Have you, you haven't had a chance to play as Alan Wake yet? I've not played as Alan Wake. No. The, the moment you do, I think you're also going to be flabbergasted by the visual fidelity of what is presented on screen. Because the second I played as Alan, I was like, Whoa, this is incredible. This now this is graphics, everybody. <laughs> I look forward to so that. Cool. I played through the first like combat encounter yeah. uh, as Saga. Um, and you do a lot of her mind play stuff. I don't know why they'd call it her mind place instead of just Mind Palace. Because the game it. even yeah. says it's our version of Mind Palace. I love like, it. What? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you know, uh, what's his name? Stephen Moffat has the Mind Palace. Benedict Cumberbatch has that. Mm -hmm. This is the mind place, buddy. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. well. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm quite enjoying that. Impressed already. Sam, are you still playing that one, Alan Wake 2? Yeah. Yeah, I'm splitting my time between a Mario game, a Spider-Man game, and an Alan Wake game right now. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. I can't believe you haven't beaten Spider-Man 2 yet. Yeah, I'm definitely rampaging as a character I didn't expect to rampage as, but, uh, you know, yeah. I feel like I'm pretty far along, although then I look at my tally and it's like 60-some percent. Yeah. I'm trying to play can, all these other games. You can ignore all that junk. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't also, need to go do all that. I'm 100% starting Wario tonight, too. I'm so oh, excited. Wow. Oh, wow. Excited for a Wario game. Dude, are your joints ready? I feel like you're going to have to do a lot of squats. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. Uh, Nick, you haven't finished Alan Wake 2 yet, have you? No, I think I'm about halfway through it. I'm, I'm loving it. Like, a, a, I'm a huge uh, like a Remedy fan. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed all their work. I will say up front, I do think that immediately i think alan wake is a less fun game to play like the act of playing it feels less fun than control because control is very floaty it's yeah. very arcadey and feel but i think what really grabs me and what really grips me with alan wake and probably going to put it in my top 10 before the end of the year is just how it feels like this wonderful multimedia project right where you know Re remedy really i think mastered it with control with video game combined with real like live action video yes. stuff yeah. and this game takes it to a whole other level and it really just shows you all of the things like the, the video game industry and video games as a whole as a medium just feels like it's still in its infancy. And then you see Remedy do what mm -hmm. they do with Alan Wake 2. And they're having so much fun with the blend of different media. And it's just, it's people who love what they are doing, getting paid, well, I'm sure getting uh, publisher money to make something that would ordinarily not be able to get made with yeah. the level of fidelity that it's being made in. And it is just truly yeah. astonishing. And there's some similarities between... Alan Wake and Control and like the, it's maybe it's, it's weird to say it like this but like the close-ups of like your main character's faces like in Control I or forget what her name was but like as she's like thinking through things the camera will get like right here and they do the same thing with Saga in uh, yeah Alan like Jesse like, yeah you have like the silhouetted yeah. images of live-action footage yeah. play over the video game footage which sounds it, it feels like it'd be difficult to do but they pull it off so effortlessly and stylishly and also just the way it combines not Max Payne with the Alan 
Alan Wake universe and Control universe and the, 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 all, the, all the stuff, like the way it all comes together. I think I saw somebody call it the end game of Remedy, the Remedy video game universe, which oh. it feels so appropriate. Yeah. I yeah, because they, I mean, they really do bring in the, the most prominent elements of Control as gameplay elements in this eventually. And it's like, I did not expect that to happen. I thought this would be like, oh, maybe at least some references to this other universe. But it's like, no, you're basically going after the same, I don't know, background mythos that hmm. Control is based on. Cool. It, it's, it's, awesome. it's really it's so interesting. cool. Love it. That's what like the best way to do any kind of like shared universe is it has to, you can't like pre-plan it and engineer it from the start. It just has to be like, there in the background until mm. it's not then it's in the foreground well yeah i don't know sometimes uh planning uh can help like like in the star wars sequels probably should have planned that out well i mean it certainly is planned because like there's stuff that calls back to the original max pains where you're like oh wow they really thought this through for a long time and yeah. like it, it's no spoiler to say that in literally the first moment you control saga when you wander into cauldron lake in that forested area you come across a a federal bureau of control station way station that's getting serviced by uh just a maintenance staff from the federal uh, bureau of control so it's like yeah. oh this rocks. Well, no but like my my point is like they weren't in when they were making max Payne. they weren't like ah yes right. here's the beginning sure. right. of our 10-year right. plan sure. like just focus on you know characters and making really good art and then you and to go back to the rest later oh sorry yes i agree um to, to go back to the live action mixed with um Gameplay stuff like that has been um, something that's very scary to developers ever since the CD-ROM era. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, it's like we, we, we really, we, everybody got really turned off to that. And then it, be, and it always was, it always really emphasized how bad the acting was in the video or how bad the graphics were next to the video or, you know, whatever. So it is really remarkable to see when it appears and why it appears and how it's worked into the game. And I just, I, it's, it's so smart. It just, it's, it's obvious in hindsight to like, look at the stuff and mm-hmm. see that they're doing it this way. But like, it's just, it's shocking still. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where they have like actual, like they're coming at it from a filmmaker's oh, perspective. Yeah. Did you recognize the sheriff? <laughs> no, no way. Oh yes. Really? yes. Sam, you didn't recognize uh, Sean, the sheriff. Sean Ashmore. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You mean Titan Breaker? Iceman from X-Men. Iceman? Yeah. <laughs> the, he, was the, oh, really? he was the star of Quantum Break, so that's why there's the connection there. And technically, it's, uh, he's not the character he is from Quantum Break, but it is a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because his name is actually Tim Breaker. So uh, it's like, good. come on. <laughs> cool. Same with, like, the Alex Casey, Max Payne. It's not Max <clears throat> Payne, wink, wink. Yeah. Well, Got it. already enjoying it. Looking forward uh, to playing more tonight. Okay, every Godzilla game ever, if you will. If you will. <laughs> we got to devote the rest of the hour to this. If you will indulge me. Well, I mean, some of these, like we don't have footage for everything here, so we won't um, linger on all of these. But the first Godzilla game started arriving in the early 80s. And the first couple, I think, were unlicensed. Uh, there's no connection to Toho that I can find in these. So there was a game called Godzilla for the Commodore 64 oh, wow. in 1983. Oh my gosh, we're even seeing that here. And this appears to be a pretty well thought out strategy game where Godzilla is attacking from the ocean and then you see Tokyo on sort of like a grid and you have to stop Godzilla before he 
gets to uh, destroy his Tokyo. And I think you use a nuke cool. to, to destroy him, and you can't use a nuke too close to the city, so. That's pretty cool. That's what it was, cool. yeah, but I, I think it's just a completely unlicensed game. And then the yeah, next year, like there was a game for the ZX Spectrum called Godzilla and the Martians. But, I don't know, it's, this one, so that's the game. There he is. And this one doesn't seem this to have- This is my favorite Godzilla. Beyond the title, this game doesn't seem to have any connection to Godzilla. The instruction manual says, the Martians have invaded, destroying the molecular structure of Earth's atmosphere to make it compatible with their own planet. The girl of your oh. dreams is trapped at the top of a building site, but the moment, but for the moment, protected from the evil invaders by a friendly dinosaur. Wait, Aww. who do you play as? You play as just a man. Yeah, it's a Mario to get clone. The girl of your dreams, who's being protected by a friendly dinosaur. The instruction manual doesn't call Godzilla. So <laughs> legally, they cannot call him Godzilla. <laughs> well, I mean, except they did on the except box. They did on the cover. <laughs> anyway, Godzilla and the Martians. I think the first official Godzilla game uh, came in 1984 for the MSX, which is called Godzilla versus Three Major Monsters. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the title of it. <laughs> yep. Should we, a, should we put the title of the monsters in the title of the game? No, nah, three major monsters. It's a single screen action game where you know, monsters will attack from all sides and then Godzilla just has to breathe fire on them and destroy them all. The, the three major monsters are Megalon, Kumonga, and King Ghidra. And Kumonga is, I think, stretching. Yeah, that's a, I would yeah, expect yeah. something. Kumonga is, if you've ever seen the giant spider one, that's Kumonga. No, I don't think he's going to win any popularity contests among kaiju. But this is the game. Godzilla versus three major it's, monsters. It looks amazing. A yeah. single screen action game yeah. because, let's all say it together, the MSX had trouble scrolling screens. <laughs> Godzilla that's why, fell asleep. That's, literally, that's why Metal Gear is how it is. Why you go from screen to screen. Because it, it started on the MSX, mm -hmm. could not scroll. Uh, okay, I like this, uh, the title of this next one that came the following year, 85, for the FM7 and PCX1, which are Japanese PCs, Fierce mm. Dragon Godzilla Metropolis Destruction. Good name. Cool. Yeah. This one looks cool. I don't, yeah, I don't think we have actually footage of it. But oh, wow. Yeah, so this is the title screen where you see like Godzilla facing you, the player, and a lot of the gameplay is that. You play as Godzilla walking towards the camera wow. and like destroying things in his wake, so... It's like my uh, sleep paralysis demon on I mean, the title it's cool. screen. <laughs> I haven't seen many other games, any Godzilla games that are presented that way, but I thought that one looked pretty I cool. I like that an important detail for the people listening to the show is that the title screen of the game said action game at the top. Yep, action game <laughs> from Bandai Soft. Bandai Soft. Mm -hmm. That same year, we got Gojira-kun on the MSX, which, Sam will probably know this, this would end up being the Game Boy game Godzilla from 1990. Which is sort of a cute puzzle platformer, where you, in the original Gojira Kun you play as oh Minya, my gosh, that's yeah. an Minya or baby sprite. Godzilla. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, that's a very cute little Godzilla sprite. It looks like Bub or Go Bob. Gojira Kun. Yeah, um, and so like it's a puzzle game. You can create your own levels, and then they would just port that to the Game Boy in 1990. Just call it Godzilla in a black and white version. Oh, cause that's so cool. Yeah, I love the design. In 1986, for the Commodore 64 and Apple II, was the Movie Monster Game. And this one, it's a computer game from Epix. There's a variety of scenarios and playable monsters from the movies, and you lots of different cities for them to demolish. There's Tokyo Tower, Eiffel Tower. I'm trying to see what other uh, movie monsters are included. There's also Mothra, The Blob, and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Wow. That's quite What year was this? 86. So was this, okay, not quite, I was going to say, I bet there's going to be Rampage clones, which might even be licensed after Rampage, but this isn't quite after Rampage. Yeah, exactly. 
Do we um, need like so? I don't know. I don't know if this is a spoiler, Damon. How many games? Like, do we? How much time do we have to like <laughs> comment on each game? Like, how fast do we need to be blazing through these? Well, I mean, so we're midway through the '80s now, and we're going up to present okay. day. So, I mean, whatever. There's no rules. Right. I feel like we'll have much less to say early on. I think we'll get a little bit more to say the closer we get to modern I mean, times. <laughs> Justin, are you dying right. to talk about Monsters Fair for the MSX from 1996? No. It's a Commando-like where you play as Mothra. Oh, heck yeah. No way. Yeah. That rocks. <laughs> it, this, uh, yeah, you move upwards shooting things. I think you would play as both the Mothra larva, larva and Mothra. We see them in larva Yeah, I was going right to say, now. that doesn't look like Mothra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then this game includes uh, Godzilla, Minya, Hedera, which is a smog monster, and then Gazora from the movie Space Amoeba. Oh, wow. Another Toho <laughs> cool. monster movie. Sounds okay. good. And then finally we get to the Famicom and the NES game, Godzilla Monster of Monsters. 88 for the Famicom, mm. 89 for the NES. Um, this game was developed by Compile, developers of Puyo Puyo. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think this was a, that was, was a rental for me. You play as Godzilla or Mothra, and it's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Kick them up, I guess. Right. Fire, breathe them when up. When did you, Damon? When did you? When did your love of Godzilla start? Uh, very young, but it came from my dad. He he would like show me the old movies that he watched as a kid. So whenever I was like five, whenever I was like old enough to start yeah. like understanding and watching an old Godzilla movie. And this That's Godzilla it. game definitely came out in the United States. Oh yeah, I rented cartridge for it. Godzilla Monster of okay. Monsters. Um, this one we don't have footage that we. I can remember show. Godzilla two, but not this one. And then that would be followed by Godzilla on Game Boy, the aforementioned Gojira-kun mm-hmm. that was ported over here. And then, but in this, in this version, you can't use your atomic breath, probably because it was a port of a game where you're playing Minya. Mm. Who, if you've seen the movies, he has trouble breathing fire sometimes. Mm. He, needs, he needs daddy's help sometimes. Oh, but Moran has this. Um, this game is a very cute puzzle platformer, but it opens up with these awesome renders of the monsters. Hopefully, uh, Moran can pull these up. <laughs> Using the magical technical director ability at her disposal, <laughs> we'll put the we'll put the effects in and post. I'm trying to summon them. I feel like, despite my love of Godzilla, I don't think I've ever really played any of his like video game adventures. Like, well, I, at this point, we've only had two that were released in the U.S. But like, I think out of all the ones we've <laughs> seen so far, I think I will I will actually probably figure out how to revisit uh, Gojira Kun. Yeah, that one looks yeah, adorable one looks on its uh, title screen alone. Okay, well, we'll move on. Uh, Moran, let me know if those are, are ever found. Uh, in 92, there was Godzilla 2 War of the Monsters for the NES. So a late mm-hmm. NES game, and it's a turn-based strategy game where you actually play as the military. Looks like Advance Wars to me. Nice. Yeah, I think it's an Advance Wars-like, which it's, makes a lot of sense. Is that the one where it's like, Godzilla, you're, you're destroying the financial district. That's fine. It's, it's not an important part of the city, but still. <laughs> Back then, it would have been a Famicom Wars clone. Yeah, you're right. You are right. So then, uh, 93, there's Godzilla for the PC Engine. It's a one-on-one fighting game with a great soundtrack. And you'll, you'll see there's a lot of, a lot of uh, fighting games. But look how oh, this that, one looks good, that right? That Biolante. Yeah, this Biolante looks, yeah, really, this looks really beautiful. Good. <laughs> um, and, so it's a, I think this was a CD game because uh, it actually has like a great orchestral soundtrack as well. Hmm. I cool. think I might have actually played this one semi-recently. Yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> we got an arcade game in Japan called Godzilla from 93, and it's a side-throwing action game where, like, in a stage, you warm up by stomping over tanks and et cetera, and then you have a one-on-one fight with one of the other monsters. Love it. Yeah. Whoa, an arcade game. Yeah. Oh, I got to track that down. I think only in Japan, just called Godzilla. 
In mm -hmm. 93, there was a Japan game for the Game Boy called King of the Monsters Godzilla. It's, um, mm -hmm. I think it's just another side-scrolling action game with kind of a cutesy version of Godzilla. Just beating up fighter jets, other monsters, that sort of thing. The type of thing you expect. <laughs> That's it. That's the uh, box art for That's great box King art. of the Monsters Godzilla. And then we also got, uh, that same year, ba Godzilla Battle Legends, what they think is just a CD version of Godzilla for PC Engine. Same game. Uh, Super Nintendo got Super Godzilla in 94. The follow, or I guess, yeah, the follow-up to the Famicom Godzilla 2 is what this would have been. And, yeah, this one is another, you play, you guide Godzilla over to different levels just by, like, um, the game is split in two screens. I'm just reading off of Wikipedia. The, the split in two screens, top screen shows the actions Godzilla is making at the moment, while the bottom one shows the location of where he is in the current level. It's a little bit of a confusing yeah, yeah. setup if you ever look at it. Made for DS. Isn't Godzilla know. 2 a strategy game? Yeah, that's why I said it was like Advance Wars. But now that was Super so, Godzilla for the Super Nintendo. And th this is too? This is a strategy game? I think it's a, it's a strategy tell. and Hard action and action elements. Mm. <laughs> got it. It got a sequel for the Super Famicom called Godzilla Monster War, which is another one-on-one -on -one fighting game. And then, mm -hmm. inexplicably, in 1995, the ZX Spectrum got a new Godzilla game called Godzilla The Atomar Nightmare. I'm not sure how you're cool. supposed to pronounce Atomar. Maybe that one is unlicensed too, but it does have some nice Godzilla renders in there, at least. Mm. And then, yeah. I got, you know. Yep, that's what that looks like. I mean, you know, I got a press release uh, this week about a new Game Boy Color game coming out. So. Also. People are, people are just doing whatever they want these days. It's <laughs> chaos out there, Damon. They've always been doing whatever they want. Uh, that's, in that's 1995, true. the Sega Pico, which is a Sega computer in yeah. Japan, got an interesting one called Godzilla Heart-Pounding Monster Island. And you know if heart-pounding is in the title, it's Doki Doki. <laughs> Doki Doki. Wait, it's a, do you romance Godzilla and all the monsters? No, they're all chibi versions, and then you mostly just click on them in different scenes and watch things happen, I think. I love it. It's cute. The Saturn got a game, a uh, Godzilla game, 1995, called Godzilla Archipelago Shock. Uh, the monsters invade an isometric city, and players control the Japanese defense force. Try to hold them mm. off. So it's cool titles. Man, we're already up to the 32-bit era. Yeah. Well, yeah, but also in 95, the Game Gear got a, a game called Godzilla Giant <laughs> Monster March. You can play as either Godzilla or G-Force, and it seems to be another Advance Wars-like. Oh, okay. What's G-Force? The, like, the Japanese defense force. That's, but specifically oh, for Godzilla. Okay. Does it stand okay. for Godzilla Force? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a PC game in 98 called Godzilla Movie Studio Tour, which is an interactive tour of Toho Studios. That's awesome. Oh, that's oh, nice. Yeah. That is awesome. I want to track Educational. that down. Yeah. That's really cool. The next one will be hard to track down. Godzilla Online was a PC game mm. in 98 that launched alongside the movie Godzilla 98. And it was exclusive to the gaming service GameStorm. Wow, I've not heard of GameStorm. 98, so I don't know. Lost media. That would be tough to find today. Tragic. Yeah. Oh, was this T-Rex uh, Godzilla is so funny. Was it, was it like an MMO? Yeah, so um, players could take the role of soldiers who were set to kill baby Godzillas, scientists who oh. wanted to extract blood from baby Godzillas, oh, baby Godzillas who wanted to defend themselves and strive to be big Godzillas, and reporters who wanted to film the ongoing chaos. <laughs> What? Some Who players were reporter? reporters. Yeah. I, I would want to be a reporter. I want to chronicle all of them trying to extract blood from baby Godzillas. Uh, it was showcased <laughs> an online E3 game in '98, though. I mean, that's yeah. weird. Computer Gaming World gave it a two out of five. 
<laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's not that bad. That's not too bad. Yeah. Um, and then that would be followed by Godzilla Trading Battle on the PlayStation in 98. And this is a Pokemon-like. We collect cards. And then uh, it's apparently one of the largest collections of Toho monsters ever. Oh, that's awesome. This sounds cool. This yeah. sounds really cool. That's called Godzilla Trading yeah. Battle for the PlayStation. But how many Toho monsters are there? I mean, I know there's like a million, but like, is there enough to actually do like a whole trading card game? Yeah, because, well, so first of all, there's all the kaiju, and then like Godzilla has multiple forms also. And then there are other Toho monster movies that aren't even exactly in the Godzilla universe. And I would also say there's like mm-hmm. the, I'm sure Sentai people appear to yeah, some extent. But throw giant a, men. Throw Kamen Rider <laughs> in there. Sure. And then there's a game uh, I was following very closely leading up to its release. Godzilla Generations was a uh, launch game for the Dreamcast in Japan. But it turned out to be terrible. But I remember I was, oh. you know, I was probably looking at like little screenshots on IGN in 1998 or GameSpot mm-hmm. and just getting excited about this new big 3D Godzilla game for the Dreamcast. This one you play as the monsters and you're actually supposed to destroy the cities. But then, so 1998? That's 98. And then 99, it got a sequel called, called Godzilla Generations Maximum Impact that IGN reviewed. So we've reached the point where oh. IGN can review these games. And got, IGN it. gave Godzilla Generations Maximum Impact a 2.5 out of 10. Oh, no. And said one of the worst it. Dreamcast games gets a sequel. Ouch. Wow. 98, I would have been reading the GIA, the Gaming Intelligence Agency. <laughs> there you go. That was my video game website of choice. We said this time, yeah, this is, a, uh, this is actually on our YouTube, but it's just like a flyover of the city. I don't even think we even see monsters in here. So how, how, were you disappointed, at, you know, tracking... The Godzilla on the Dreamcast? Or? Yeah, I mean, I didn't end up getting that game. I, I don't even know you if it was You just looked at those screenshots and yeah, you I was, just I mean, wondered what could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, should have been so much better. It's like a, a developer you've never heard of made this game for Sega. Um, and it's apparently a, a rail shooter, something like Panzer Dragoon. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Does it have lights in the game? Everything is so dark. <laughs> I know, it's so dark. I know. Well, you destroyed them all, Sam. <laughs> and then there are a couple <laughs> other games based on the 98 Godzilla movie. There was Godzilla the series for Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an animated series that followed that. It's, it's, I you, watched that. Yeah. There's Godzilla and a side-scroller. IGN gave that a 6 out of 10. And then cool. there was Godzilla... This, yeah, this is what that looks like. Which is, you know, doesn't look that bad for a yeah. Game Boy Color game. It's fine. Yeah. And there is Godzilla the series Monster Wars, which is a follow-up, which is a little bit uh, uh, misleading because there's still just the one monster in it, <laughs> just Godzilla 98, because in that universe, no other monster yeah, was yeah. ever introduced. We gave that one a 5 mm-hmm. out of 10. And that brings us to the 2000s and probably the best Godzilla game. Destroy All Monsters the for the GameCube? This Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee for the GameCube and Xbox. Dude, this game, I take it back. Now you just... Wow! Yeah, <laughs> this was the Godzilla game. This I is the like four. Everything. This is the four-player brawler. Why did it take them twenty years <laughs> to make what they should have obviously like made from the start? This is it. IGN gave it an eight point five. We said without a doubt the best Godzilla game to date in two thousand two. Awesome! Oh, man, I gotta revisit this. Yeah. Who's that with like the laser hands? Uh, that's Megalon that? right there. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. He's like a seventies era. Uh, villain, and in that movie, Godzilla bleeds. It's kind of gnarly. He like sprays blood out Whoa. of his mouth. Oh my gosh! And it's that seven, you know, like the seventies, really bright red yeah, blood yeah. that they use. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That had a companion uh, GBA game called Godzilla Domination that was developed by WayForward, who just did. Oh. You know, so they've done. They're doing Contra Operation Galuga right now. They did Shantae, River City Girls, and they did Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp. Mm-hmm. 
So this mm -hmm. Godzilla mm -hmm. domination game has nice pixel art. However, IGN's Craig Harris gave it a 5.5 out of 10, so there's very little substance beyond the pretty looks. And <gasps> Craig Harris was not known for being particularly harsh on <laughs> handheld games, so. What's you know, people have leveled that same criticism at me many times. Is that true? <laughs> uh, that was followed up by, or yeah, uh, Destroy Monsters Melee, or DAM, as some people call it, uh, was followed up by Godzilla Save the Earth, an almost identical game that came to PS2 and Xbox in 2004. I didn't give that a 6.5 just because it's basically the same game. That would be followed by Godzilla Unleashed for the Wii and PS2 in 2007 that IGN's Damon Hatfield reviewed and gave, a, gave it a 4.9. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, what year? 2007. Do you remember writing wow. this review? I did not remember writing this review, so I'm glad I looked at wow. this up before we were recording this, but yeah. Did you remember playing the game? I, I barely remember even playing the game, yeah. Wow, cool. That would be followed up by Godzilla Unleashed Double Smash. What platform do we think that was for? The, for DS. the DS. The DS, yes. yes. Well, As every, there's all those DS. Every DS game yeah. had to have a subtitle yeah, with DS. DS. Dawn of Sorrow. <laughs> yeah. That was also in 2007. IGN's Jack DeVries gave that a 3 out of 10. That it looks terrible and reduces the King of Monsters to a mush of no texture polygons, then puts him in a tedious series of punching planes and kicking boats. I like the use of the dual screen, though. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it I wish they, I wish they did more of like the game title. Like you know, we're not getting that many like Switch game yeah. titles anymore. It's like that that seems to have gone away. It makes me sad. Yeah. So Double Smash for 2007, there would be a seven-year hiatus of Godzilla games, and then we'd start getting some mobile games. So we're not going to spend much time here. In 2014, there was a game called Godzilla Strike Zone. 2014, so it's based on Godzilla 2014. Mm -hmm. uh, and you play as a soldier parachuting into San Francisco, recreating that scene. What, um, what, what was this available on? Mobile. Oh, okay, yeah, got it, got mobile. it. And that same year, there was Godzilla Smash 3. That was a Match 3 game, which I didn't know about. <laughs> that feels I, right. I played a Godzilla Match 3 game. Yeah. This is um, yeah. Strike Zone that we're seeing right now. Do you play as a Godzilla That's destroying cool. the city, and the more you match, the more you destroy? Or mm -hmm. is it the more you match? I mean, it's, it's nice. There's like it's scenes fun. of Godzilla doing stuff while you're matching these gyms. <laughs> That's fine. And then 2015, we got that Godzilla game just called Godzilla for PS4 and PS3. Do you play this one? Mm -mm -mm. No. It's just, you know, it's another fight all the monsters fight together. All. But IGN gave it a 4.5 out of 10. Uh, the, the destruction mode is similar to Godzilla Generations for the Dreamcast. But this one's actually developed by Natsume, which is oh, wow. kind of... Why are they, like, it feels like, like, look, I don't want to be an armchair game developer. <laughs> like, I've never made a video game, but, like... It doesn't seem like it would be that hard to like make, like like it's right there. Just like wreck shit up, fight giant monsters. Like I, I mean, I like don't overthink it. Well, I even like what the sort of like turn-based strategy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing that the yeah. that, that you were trying, you know, decades ago. I think that could be really cool. I, I feel like that's a fun format. Mm -hmm. That was what I was gonna kind of get to. Like in the early days of the Godzilla games, that kind of uh, the Famicom turn-based strategy, yeah. like RTS stuff, in conjunction with Godzilla. I think I think Godzilla's right for a video game adaptation that it combines, you know, an RTS and also destroying a bunch of stuff. A dual perspective. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, this game doesn't look that that's bad, but. Didn't end up being that, that fun. Uh, Nick, did you know there's a Sheen Godzilla PSVR demo? 
I did not. Yeah. No, that, that's that's awesome. You're a, you're a, you are a civilian uh, caught in the middle of Godzilla's rampage. Oh, okay, I'm not sure if mm. this is something a little bit different, but when I went to Universal Studios Osaka, it was during the time that Shin Godzilla had come out, mm. and it was a 4D roller coaster experience that you would strap a VR headset on, and basically you were in Universal Studios in the VR roller coaster while Shin Godzilla mm. was attacking Osaka, and it ruled. So I wonder if there's a lot of overlap <laughs> here because I just... It's kind of, it would be nuts to me if they made multiple VR experiences yes. <laughs> for Shin Godzilla, but hey, it's a good movie, so I wouldn't doubt it. I want a VR experience where you are Godzilla. I mean, yes, yes. I crush you. Yeah, that could be good. Uh, we end with a trio of mobile games that I don't know how many people played. There's Godzilla Defense Force in 2019. It's a base defense game. It has a 4.8 rating in the, in the App Store, which means it's you know, out of five, so it's yeah. got good user reviews at least. And there's a game called Godzilla Battle Line in 2021. It has a 4.7 rating, and this, the description of this game doesn't make any sense. Maybe uh, Justin can translate because he, he speaks mobile game. Players duel each other in ranked, fair, and friend matches with teams of eight battle pieces. One battle piece on each team serves as a leader, while the rest costs varying amounts of energy from a slowly refilling meter with a cap of 10 energy to deploy onto the playing field. <laughs> Players can choose from four battle pieces at a time to summon when it suits them. Leaders remain stationary on opposite ends of the arena, and their HP must typically be reduced to zero to win the match. <laughs> typically. <laughs> well, allow me to explain. <laughs> it's a clash royale in, like in, yeah in mobile game parlance a battle piece is no i don't know yeah i like the explaining like you know you typically win by reducing your opponent's hp <laughs> to zero good got it don't know what the game is like and finally there was a game called godzilla destruction from 2021 but it was discontinued in 2022 and barring any pachinko games or lcd games or pinball games i think that's every godzilla game ever so really two good two good pins. I was gonna say, yeah. I know of at least one. What do you mean? What's the other yeah, one? the the, the twenty twenty one pinball machine is really good yeah. from Stern. And then uh, what year was it is it got ninety nine, Godzilla ninety nine? Is that the, the, the big stupid American the, one? It was really, the movie was ninety eight, but I don't know when the pinball was. Ninety eight, yeah. Then that, that would have been the year the pinball machine came out. That was from Sega, which became Stern eventually. Mm. But that's the one that has a big Godzilla head that barfs out six pinballs. And I like it. That might it's be pretty corny. Say. That might be the best thing to come out of that movie is the tie-in <laughs> pinball table. Yeah, it's not bad. And then, but the, the new pinball machine is unbelievable. It's 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 yeah. a it's a the, one of the Millennium's best pinball machines. Ooh, I haven't played it. It's, it's really awesome. impressive. It has uh, lots of, lots of uh, movie um, uh, clips and scenes and sounds, and you can play the whole game Japanese from the start. Uh, that's cool. Um, you can switch it to Japanese, and uh, it has like a really cool set of things. But the best thing is like a col- a building. That you fill with pinballs and then it collapses oh. and then it plays the Blue Oyster Cult song Godzilla very loudly. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. They got the license for that too. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. They went all out with it. It's a really impressive game. Sam, is there like a resource like uh, for like a pinball machine finder so you can find like where you can play certain pinball machines? Yeah, it's called yeah. Pinball Map. Okay, That's good to know. Or, look it up. Yeah, yeah, it does like a pulls up a little um, you know Google Map thing and it flags where all the machines are and in big cities. Well, there you have it. Every Godzilla game ever peaked in the early 2000s with Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. Good game. Uh, you know, it's funny to think, too, that, like, Don- Donkey Kong was influenced by King Kong, right? Straight up. And it's the mo- one of the most popular early arcade games ever. And, and we all are, Jesus saw a Donkey Kong clone. It inspired a million games. 
But like yeah. none of those were like, let's get the Godzilla license and make a game that's like Donkey Kong, like from the start. It's just, well, it's just really Godzilla strange. and the Martians was kind of the like arcade. <laughs> this there is a parallel universe exactly where there's, where there's something Donkey Kong like, but it's Godzilla themed, and now mm. it's hailed in the pantheon of video games. Is, but just you know, just never happened. Is Bowser a Godzilla like? <laughs> Yeah, it's all like maybe. I mean, he's more he, of a gamma like, right? Turtle. Yeah, true, true. Good game. Uh, you know, it's funny to think too that like Don- Donkey Kong was influenced by King Kong, right? Straight up, and it's the mo- one of the most popular early arcade games ever. And and we all are, Jesus saw a Donkey Kong clone. It inspired a million games, but like yeah. none of those were like let's get the Godzilla license and make a game that's like Donkey Kong, like from the start. It just well, it's just really Godzilla strange. and the Martians was kind of the like arcade. That. <laughs> this there is a parallel universe exactly where, there's, where there's something Donkey Kong like, but it's Godzilla themed, and now mm. it's hailed in the pantheon of video games. Is, but just you know, just never happened. Is Bowser a Godzilla like? <laughs> yeah, Godzilla like maybe. I mean, he's more he, of a gamma like, right? Turtle. Yeah, true, true. It's true. <laughs> it's weird that outside of these mobile games, there's no like legendary Godzilla yeah. game. Because now they've got, you know, there's four movies in that universe now. They've got this Apple TV series and like... I didn't envision a first-person shooter. I don't know why. Just a first-person shooter set in the Godzilla universe where you're just a boots-on-the-ground soldier. <laughs> I mean, that'd be amazing. Fighting for Monarch. Yeah. They could actually present like a sense of scale of like being able to look up and, you know, could be good. Yeah. They need to like, you know, it's like we've we've talked on the show off and on the last couple of years how good Konami has been about lining up independent developers with their IP. Like they have, you know, the just the horror studios making Silent Hill games and the Dead Cells DLC and just everything that they're doing seems to be so spot on. That's what Toho, whoever controls the Godzilla rights now, needs to do with Godzilla. It's like the team that made Into the Breach should make a Godzilla strategy oh, game. Cool. That'd like, be incredible. Yeah. Right, and like, but then just go <laughs> down the board. Like you actually mentioned the Shantae developer. Like they should go back. They should do that again. Like give them another crack at it. Way forward ra- raids again. Yeah. Way forward yeah. raids again. <laughs> this episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sounds great. Let's greenlight it. Let's <laughs> check in with the listeners. Well, how hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always Sorry. reach us at the email address gamescoop 
at IGN.com, just like Paul Bowman did, who has a question for Sam. It says, recently I was re-watching the movie Big with Tom Hanks, and in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. is a carnival, and the arcade machines are essentially outside under a tent. Can arcade machines handle the outside elements? <laughs> is this realistic Man, at all? See for yourself in this scene. <laughs> what is that, a sad Galaxian back there? Yeah, that's a very, very bad idea. Um, so I, I, you know, like there's, um, in California, there's temperate weather and you can go to the uh, Santa Cruz boardwalk and check out, there's several arcades. There's a main arcade, there's an upstairs arcade, then there's some kind of ones that are on the boardwalk itself. And those have very, very old survivors in them. And they look like that, like the paint's gone, the marquee's worn off. You got to remember the game we just saw, which I, I think that was a Galaxian. I'd have to look at the contour of the game, but um, it, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it, it's faded like hell. And this yeah. big was like late eighties, right? So it's like that game's been out there for a long time. You can see what happened. I believe I see a dig dug in the background there, maybe mm. a kangaroo, but um, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they experience sun fade and stuff like that. And then water just is the worst possible thing. But what happens in Santa Cruz is they lose all of their paint and all of their art and like the, bulb like shines through the marquee and it's so charming when they're still working and like you can play these games and they're a total mess there's cigarette burns all over the um you know the the control panel and then uh but you know they're still working and what's surprising with that too is that they're also rusting because the sea air Mm -hmm. is like Mm -hmm. the worst possible scenario too yeah you don't want to have arcade machines outside and so there's been a few times in my life where we've had to like save games that were just temporarily stored outside and that can you know especially in the Bay Area, near the ocean. Again, like, even if it doesn't rain, just the salt air yeah. is a bad situation. But here's a funny thing. When you, um, there's these new games uh, by uh, th- this uh, company that's doing these, you know, these tiny arcade games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, uh, they're great. They're really fun. But the, the new variations on them that are uh, popular is that they put the wear and tear on. So this one actually oh, has cool. a peeled away oh, control really panel cute. and cigarette burns and stuff like that on it. And um, they've been getting better and better with that, with like root beer stains and like <laughs> peeling side art or like the special edition. Like you pay, like that's the rarer version. I think that's like really <laughs> that's funny. Adorable. So like, I think wear and tear is really good, but like, yeah, if I, I just picked up a game off the street last year and I, it would probably been out there for a little bit. And like inside, like the coin door was rusted, like solid, mm. but the game worked. Everything else worked. It just needs to be cleaned up. But like the exterior parts were getting worse for us. So yeah, games and outside don't mix. And I think that was a lot. Well, I think biggest it's at least supposed to take place in New York City. I don't know where they shot, but this that's where it's, it's supposed yeah, to take place yeah. I got it. Yeah, that's. I don't remember that arcade scene in that. I mean, I don't remember that being a part of the arcade. I haven't yeah. seen that movie in thirty years. Yeah, yeah. They do. They do a whole thing at FAO Schwartz, right? Yes. In, yeah. uh, remember that? Yeah. <clears throat> that's the piano floor, right? The FAO Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that toy store is amazing. There was a there was an FAO Schwartz where I grew up in Arizona, and it was amazing. Just a really cool toy store. With like animatronics and stuff inside. Cool. All right, that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Fred from Missouri. Don't know if he's in Missouri, but he's from Missouri. Mm. Let the questioning mm. begin. Well, Damon, does this game have monsters in it? Yes. Oh. Uh, but see, the twist is the monsters were What's the not? humans the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we're the real we monsters. were the monsters. We were the real monsters. Ah, real monsters. <laughs> I mean, does this game feature Godzilla? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, 
I feel like I had to ask on Godzilla week. Sure, I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Rampage is this, though. <laughs> maybe is it? Is it a? Is this? Would you describe this as a spooky game? A horror game? Well, I mean, <laughs> like, so let me ask you: Does a spooky game like have to scare you? Like, are you asking if this game is scary to play, or are you asking if it just has like horror spooky elements? I guess the elements question. Then yes. Because like Haunted House, I would call a spooky game, but like, no, it's not scaring anybody anymore. Maybe that means, maybe that's probably means it's Splatterhouse. <laughs> and what'd you say? Yes. I said, yeah, it, it, it features very common, like spooky, it's probably ghosts, themes, images, imagery. Spooky, spooky Are skeletons. Are considered scary in Mario? <laughs> My kids like that song. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, there's all kinds of stuff that can be portrayed mm-hmm. in a cutesy way. Like, skeletons are, like, the least scary thing in a video game. They just crumple, and they make a little skeleton noise, and then they just go, brah. But if you saw a walking skeleton in real life, that would be, yeah. like, a nightmare that you would never recover from. Yeah, I mean, even Rampage would be scary in real life. Yeah. What, what about, um, what, uh, uh, well, is this from the 80s or 90s? No. I mean, it's not Splatterhouse. Mm. Is it a console exclusive? No. That's five. Well, we're never getting it. No, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we, we're in... We're, I, we need to, like, it's good that we have this background, but we need to reset a little bit. Nick, last week they got in three questions. I heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Could have been, been two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get it in one. I mean, you'd have to get, just make a guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this Look, a... We all, we, we all want to get out of here. Though. Let's just go. Is this a uh, first-person shooter, a puzzle, or fighting game? No. Okay. None of those. I like that. Is it a, is it a platformer, a strategy game, or a survival horror game? Oh, I'm not gonna remember these. No. No, <laughs> no. Wait. Oh wait. I, somebody start writing these down. <laughs> so, what are the six genres we've eliminated? So, no shooters. FPS. No first-person shooters. No um, <laughs> fighting games. What? And no. Yeah. No puzzle. 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 Yeah. And no I platformer. Said, I said no platformer, survival horror, something that it wasn't gonna be anyway. All right, so we got what? What do we got left? Sports. We got racing, RPG, person shooters, racing, sports, which are very different. Would things. you say uh, <laughs> or, is this or, game or RPG or RPG? Yeah, is this game from after twenty uh, fifteen? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Maybe it's Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> yeah, I think we is already this had a role that, playing though. game semi recently. Is it a role playing game? Uh, no, not a role playing game. Ah. <gasps> oh. I thought for sure it was. Well, now I really don't know what genre. And everything's this is. an action RPG nowadays. So what could it be? I'm getting really close to sports and racing. Uh, would you call multiplayer a focus of this game? Not a f- focus, I don't think, and that's ten. But it features multiplayer. Uh, man, feeling really stumped. Was this game available on the, uh, I don't know, PS4? No. Is the game available on the Switch? Yes. <gasps> and it's not exclusive to the Switch, though. Mm-hmm. It's cool. 
We don't know. And it's not a port from PS4. What, what kind did we know that it has? Oh. Is this an indie game? Yes. Okay. All right. What, what are you thinking? I think it's a kind of a Steam game that came over, like, you know. Yeah. Like a limbo. Could be, could be, could be Vampire Survivors. Yeah, or a roguelike. It's probably Vampire right, that Survivors. Is when you when when someone says when someone like says indie game, what game do you picture? I picture World <laughs> of Goo. I picture Braid. Limbo. Yeah. 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 Is this a garlic like? Yes. Oh, it is. <laughs> do we have one question and a guess? Well, you have five questions and a guess. We have six. Oh. Uh, okay. I don't know how to. I don't. It's probably Vampire Survivors. What else? Would <laughs> I mean, it be? Vampire Survivors is on Switch and it was on PC yeah. prior. I don't think Brotato is on Switch, although I might be wrong. It doesn't scare you, but it has spooky elements. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, if that were, there is a lot of video games that, if this scenario was real life, they would be horrified. <laughs> but then it's just like, no, nah, it's fine. Don't and worry it about features it. multiplayer, Even... but it's not a major component of it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I mean, okay. I don't like to Does ask, this game have like, Castlevania inspired aesthetics? Yes. <laughs> is it Vampire Survivors? Yes, it is. Yeah. Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Released. Uh, it's on awesome. um, Xbox and Switch, but not a PlayStation platform. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very, a little bit unusual. Oh, that is weird. I guess I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Huh. Man, what a great game. Great game. Very good it's game. like. And I've, I've, I mentioned on the show several weeks ago that I've been playing several dozen garlic likes. And then <clears throat> I, I did Vampire Survivors first. Like, I'm kind of loosely trying to work through, like, which ones were inspired by which. And then I went back to Vampire Survivors and confirmed. It's like, yeah, this game got it exactly right the first time. Like, there's others. There's actually others, like Halls of Torment, that I think I probably like a little bit more mm-hmm. than Vampire Survivors. But this would still be top three, even out of the dozens of clones that have come out. Uh, often imitated, rarely surpassed. It's the developer and publisher is Luca Galante, and I had to I had to look it up in case in case you asked me like where was this developed, but mm. he's Italian. Yeah, right? in Italy, right? Yeah, yeah he's oh, just cool. he's just some random Italian dude. Yep. Danny O'Dwyer nice. over at NoClip has a very good interview with a puppet in place of the developer. I see. Very good, very good. I also got the head of IGN Video, uh, Corrado Corretto. Mm. He's my boss, and. Uh, and uh, he, he's, he's obsessed with Vampire Survivors. He goes, I think I'm done with the game, bro. I was like, what do you mean I'm, you're done with it? He goes, you know, every time like, death just kills me. I was like, wait, wait, hold on. It means you haven't, you haven't beaten death yet. Yeah. He goes, what do you mean? You can, you can beat death? And I was like, we oh. have much to learn. And then he yeah. like, just sent me like, videos from his phone. He goes, I can see through the matrix now. Just nonsense <laughs> on his screen happening. He, he's obsessed with it. I love it. That's yeah, good. dude, he's got awesome. You gotta, you gotta get, learn. You gotta, you can beat death, hundred percent. It's just like um, yeah, sharing I, secrets I sent about games on the playground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I did send him my spreadsheet of garlic likes. If he's interested <laughs> in branching out, <laughs> amazing. All right, Vampire Survivors. Thank you for the suggestion, Fred from Missouri. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for video game twenty questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. And that will do it for this edition of Godzilla Scoop. Thank you, Nick, for joining me here <laughs> in the studio. Thank you to both Sam and Justin, and thank you to Mariah for working behind the scenes to make this episode possible and finding all that great footage. If you have those uh, Game Boy Godzilla game renders, we can bring them up right now. And thank you. But I can also add them in post. So. Thank you to Shin Godzilla for joining us and thank keeping you. you safe from Shin Godzilla. <laughs>
That's my Godzilla impression. That's pretty. Good. What was the? What was the? You said it was the G Squad. There it is. Of? Yeah, that, that oh, pops up on your Game Boy. Really... It's the game does not look like that, but that pops up before the title screen. You see this man in an alley. What you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would be so pumped if I saw that. But then it's just this little cute little TV puzzle platformer game. Anyway. Vegeta Kun, I'm coming for you. That's the one I'm going to check out for sure. Yeah, it sounds great. Honestly. All right. Uh, my name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop and Rap. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.